Hey y'all, this is Mitch Rosell, and you're listening to the Stage Door Show with Dave Hondell. The Stage Door Show, celebrating the independent artist, with your host Dave Hondell. Hi everybody, welcome to the Stage Door Show tonight. This is Dave Hondell. Tonight I'm privileged to have my guest. He's a prolific songwriter, singer, and he's entertained millions of people all over the world. And he's the epitome of why we do this show, celebrating indie artists. So it's an honor to introduce Mr. Mitch Rossell. So thank you for joining us, Mitch. Oh, yeah. No, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, you know, just first of all, just getting started, you know, I know independent artists out there, uh, really work their butts off and what they do and, you know, trying to get their stuff out there and, and heard and so forth. And, you know, I know you've done that for years and, you know, so basically talk about your start. When did you get started in maybe songwriting and, you know, and talk about your progression, I guess, as an indie artist? Yeah, I, w- I was kind of late to the party. I, I didn't start, um, I guess, wrote my first song, maybe my freshman year of college. Um, didn't start playing guitar till the summer right before college. So I was kind of late to the game in that regard. Um, so yeah, I got started, got started right there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's been uh it's been a wild ride. Um a lot of hard work, a lot of uh just a lot of grinding, man. I mean when you're doing it independently, it's very rewarding, but it's it's definitely a challenge, you know. You know, obviously now with with social media and all the streaming platforms that we have out there, I mean, did it help you as an artist uh, you know, stay independent, I guess, or become uh, you know, kind of be able to release your own music. And, you know, that back in the day, I mean, obviously you had to uh, find a distributor, find a, you know, record label that would sign you. And so now, I mean, does it make it made it easier for, uh, for any artist to, to have all these streaming platforms? Yeah, I think, uh, I think especially there was a sweet spot there, you know, when, when social media was still fairly new, where it absolutely was, was really, and it still is uh, in a lot of ways. I think the difference now is that there's so much traffic. There's so many people trying to be seen and heard on social media that it's it's a challenge to cut through especially when you're trying to do something um you know when you're trying to be a real artist when you're trying to say something um there's a lot of space now for the short clips of the sensationalized thing that's uh that's definitely you know a lot easier to kind of get some traction on but when you're trying to do something that's um it's a little has a little more depth to it it's it can be a challenge but it's also a blessing, you know, it's, it's kind of, you got to kind of take the good parts and focus on those and try not to focus on the, the negative, but, um, and don't get discouraged. But yeah, I think social media has been huge. Um, streaming has been uh, really great in terms of, you know, some of the playlisting and, and getting exposed to new audiences that would have otherwise never heard your music. Um, that's been great. I've gained a lot of fans just off that, just off of, man, I, you know, you came on a playlist and I was like, what is this, this is awesome. And, you know, just had to message you and tell you how much I, I love the songs I've heard and stuff like that, you know? So definitely, uh, definitely been a, a big help in a lot of ways. You know, I think one thing that sets you apart from a lot of artists is your, your words. I mean, your lyrics and the music that you write. Uh, Cause I, th- I think there, that's a talent that not everybody possesses, you know, obviously you can sing somebody else's words and, uh, but the fact that, you know, your lyrics are so prolific, you know, uh, the song Sun, I got to tell you, I'm a huge fan of that song. Um, you know, I also lost my father when I was young, uh, so it kind of hit home with me as well. But, uh, you know, that song, I got to tell you that it's just not only just the song itself, but the music video, everything about it. But talk a little bit about the writing of that song. Yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you. 
thank you for saying all that. That's really, really cool of you to say. I'm honored that you, uh, you, you've, you know, gotten something from my music and that you recognize, um, uh, I guess the, the years of hard work I've put in to try to be a good lyricist. And I still feel like I have a long way to go, but I appreciate you saying that. Um, son was, man, it was a, uh, it was an emotional roller coaster for sure. I, you know, I lost my dad, uh, when I was 10 and I mean, he was my best friend and we were, we were incredibly close. And so it was just devastating for me as a kid. And, um, you know, I tell people that I was, I think w when that something like that happens to you, people usually handle it one of two ways, either they, either it defines everything in their life and everything they ever talk about is always related to that, or it's the polar opposite. They never talk about it. And that was more me. I didn't really, I mean, if you, if, if you didn't know for some reason or you didn't ask me, I wasn't going to tell you. And I, I didn't want sympathy about it. I didn't want people looking at me different or thinking I was trying to get attention for or whatever, you know, I just like way overthought it and just suppressed it, you know? And, um, so fast forward, I, I never really, I wrote one song that, that talked a little bit about my, it was very like surface, you know, it's kind of just this passing thing. I wasn't really digging into it. And, um, it was actually, you know, it's funny, my dad inspired it. Yes. And in a lot of ways, because of our relationship and the lyrics are absolutely a, a picture of what we, what I, you know, experienced as a kid, you know, the hot wheels on the carpet, watching the Braves games, all those things are real. Um, but really what inspired it is, is my son, my first son, um, and all my boys now, but at the time I, I had my first son, he was about six months old and I just sat down with my buddy Dave Turnbull one day he threw out that hook and I just started, you know, just life story, story started coming out, you know? And it was like, God just finally went, okay, you can open the gate now, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, I think my son more, more than anything inspired that one. Uh, but you know, of course my dad, the relationship we had, it made it, it made it, there was plenty to dig into, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It was just, it was just a beautiful song. And again, the video really brought it home as well. And, uh, you know, and also you mean just writing music for not only yourself, but, uh, you know, Garth Brooks and, and, you know, everybody that's listening, you know, obviously that, that knows who you are, knows that you've toured, uh, extensively with Garth and, uh, you know, stadium tours and arena tours. And, you know, a lot of the songs that Garth sings are, you know, from, from your, from your writing and, you know, I mean, it's just, just one of the things that um, ask me how I know. I mean, that that's, uh, you know, number one song that, that he, and I saw you perform it uh, on stage uh, with him. And, you know, talk about that experience being uh, like an indie artist and writer and, you know, just having that relationship with somebody that I think you looked up to for many years, uh, Garth, and, you know, just be just share the stage with them in front of thousands of people. Yeah, you know, it's always hard to put into words because I always feel like, for for what I've gotten to do, words just don't put in enough emphasis on it. I mean, I'm a man of faith, and it's crazy, you know, when you when you just follow your heart. I feel like God takes what what you think was pretty awesome, and He just like doubles it just to show off. You know what I mean? Like I never would have imagined. I mean, Garth Brooks is the reason I'm in Nashville. You know. I mean, I have videos, like old videos that, you know, probably no one will ever see, but where I'm, you know, talking about how, you know, Garth is my favorite artist of all time and all this stuff years before I ever talked to him or anything. And uh, he inspired my writing so much, the way that I emote, the way that I structure song, all those things, you know. And so 
to even have met him would have been crazy. But then take it a step further. He digs my stuff. Yeah. Take it a step further. He puts, uh, you know, songs that I've written and written with him and I get to write with him and then go a step further. He becomes a, a close friend and a mentor for me and a father figure in a lot of ways that I, you know, I don't really have, you know, and um, just it's been it's been a, a, a blessing. And even that feels yeah. too too thin, you know, to even say it's been amazing. He's he's such an amazing guy, too. You know, yeah. Um, if you if you know him and you spend time around him, you will literally go to war for him because he's yeah. just he is that level of a human to everybody. Not not just people he agrees with or disagree. He's everybody. He treats everybody with kindness, respect, compassion, and he's just a he's a great role model for sure. You know, and and just, just the fact that you know you said it's a blessing, and obviously it is. But you know, your hard work got you there. I mean, your hard work and uh, you know your dedication to your craft. Uh, we talk a lot about that on our show as well. And you know, for for those uh, listeners out there that are just getting started. You know, like I said, you know, you're, you know, you are the epitome of what we have this show for. We, you know, we celebrate and we inspire in, independent artists out there to go to the next level. And, you know, sometimes they get to that that part where it's like, well, this is as far as I'm going to go. You know, there's a plateau, uh, but you're showing that there is no plateau. You're showing that you can go as far as you want if you work hard. Uh, so talk talk to our listeners out there uh, about you know about the fact that it's important to keep going. It's important to, you know, to work hard, you know, put in those extra hours. And, and if you do that, good things are going to happen. I think it's, it manifests good things. So, you know, talk about that to our listeners and why it's important. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, first, let me say again, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. It's a, it's a thankless business in a lot of ways um, sometimes. And uh, it's nice to be, you know, recognized um, for the work that you have put in. Um, and so I really appreciate you saying that it's, it's, it's definitely for me, at least, I mean, I think some people, you know, just maybe get a lot more talent, you know, I don't know that I ever had like this immense talent. I think I had some talent and then I took that and I just, just literally beat it until I shaped it into something that was at least serviceable, you know, and then I kept beating it some more and I kept, I mean, I, people would ask me, you know, in the last few years, like, man, how do I, how do I get better at songwriting? How do I become a great songwriter? And, you know, I don't still don't know that I call myself a great songwriter, but the only thing I could say to you is fill up a notebook full of songs and then throw it away and start over, yeah. you know, because that's what I did. You know, I had to, I had to literally just dig it out of the dirt and I knew I wrote all kinds of songs. I wrote every day for like two years, literally. And I don't even think I could play you one of those songs because I knew they weren't good enough. I got better in that time and they got better and better, but they still weren't good enough. And so I moved here and I heard how good some of the guys were. And I went, I got to get better. And I got a little better. And then I'd have a meeting and someone would say, yeah, these are good, but this, and I go, well, I'm going to show you. And then I go get better. And then I go get better. And then I, you know what I mean? It just, it's just a process. It's like anything else. Um, if you want to be, you know, proficient in something and, um, I guess, uh, uh, confident in it that you can do it at, at at least a decently high level. You have to put the time in, um, and so that's that's definitely there. There really are no shortcuts. I don't think for that. You know, talk about uh, talk about collaboration as well, because sometimes 
uh, you know, we, we, we write something or we, we put something out that we think is, you know, it's a hit or we think it's going to be, this is, the, this is the best thing ever and I can't wait for people to hear it. And then, then you get that criticism or you get that feedback that says, hey, let's, I like it, but let's do this. Or let's, you know, you put it in front of a producer and they might say, well, let's tweak it a little bit. It's good, but let's, let's do a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe a different key here, a different key there. And I mean, obviously it's something that you're close to because you wrote it, but you know, is it important to take that feedback and to collaborate and to make it even better by, by having a few different ears hear it? You know, that's a hard question to answer. I'd say, I'd say it just depends. Um, I think that all of us as artists and songwriters are guilty of a little bias. You know, you can't help but be a little biased. Um, you have to be able to try to step back from your songs as hard as that is sometimes. Uh, I don't think you can blindly just take everyone's advice because they're, I mean, gosh, look at all the, at least in this business. I mean, most of the biggest artists got turned down by every single label in town and some of them multiple times. Right. And they went on to be some of the biggest artists ever. So like, clearly there are plenty of people that don't really know. No one knows everything, you know? And it's like, one thing I've learned is that, especially in the music business, everybody's got an opinion, you know, everybody's going to tell you, Oh, you should change this or you should change that. Or, Oh, that, that could be better if you do this. And, you know, maybe they're right, but maybe they're not, you know, and I think that you just have to, at the end of the day, I'm I'm sure I've probably cost myself a few times, but I'd, I'd like to believe that as much as I might've cost myself, it evens out with the times that I've, I've been right. And that is to just stick to your guns. If you feel a gut feeling and if you believe something is how it should be, sun is a great example, actually, because we were told, you know, it's four minutes and 30 seconds. Can you cut it down? Can you make it faster? Yeah, I tried it. It just didn't sound right. And I, I, I just, my co-writer and I, we were like, you know what, let's for once, let's not try to fit the mold and chase what everyone says we have to do. Let's just do what we do. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the people anyways. If the people love it and right. believe in it, yeah. then nothing else matters, you know? So yeah. you just got to follow your gut, man. I mean, you're going to be wrong sometimes and, you know, you're going to be right sometimes. And if, you, if you're if you too wishy-washy on it, you might end up just being wrong every time. You know, I think if you stick to the program, mm-hmm. you, you'll, you'll get enough of them right to where it works out in the end. Not compromising, I think, is a great, uh, great piece of advice. And I think uh, I interviewed Don McLean. He said the same thing about American Pie when he wrote that it was eight and a half minutes long. And he said, yeah. uh, he said, you know what? They tried to get me to cut it down. I said, no, I'm not compromising my art. That's what it is. And it became one of the top, you know, songs of all time. So you're right, absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so, Mitch, re- real quick, I, I wanted to ask you this question because I, I like asking artists this question, especially people like uh, yourself who has been who have been uh, in front of thousands and thousands of people at like arenas and stadiums. And talk about the first time you stepped on stage in, let's say, a stadium when there's like thousands of people at a Garth Brooks show, and you walk out there and just they're all there for you. I mean, what is that feeling like when you walk out there for the first time? Oh man. Uh, well, there, I wish they were all out there for me. They're, they're all out there for, I heard a lot of Mitches out there when they were yeah. screaming your name. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully one day that will be the case. They're all out there for me, but, uh, no, it's exhilarating, man. I mean, it's, um, you know, the first time I ever did it was <laughs> terrifying and exhilarating. I, I told people, I was like, you know, when I, when I, the Las Vegas arena, T-Mobile Arena, I believe it's T-Mobile Arena. I think it's right. Yeah. Uh, that was my first ever like big show. Garth asked me to open, and man, I was terrified. And I I remember explaining that 
I couldn't wait to get off stage. And then as soon as I got off, I, I wanted to go back on. That's yeah. the feeling. It was the craziest feeling in the world. It's addicting, and right? From there, from there, it was kind of the same every night for a period of time, but but it was less and less. You know what I mean? It was more yeah. like the looking forward to it part. And then it just got to where it's like, man, this you're always a little anxious and nervous. I mean, right. but it's just like, man, what a what an amazing blessing and opportunity this is. And um, you know, then I got to do the stadium tour and I was even further in life and in my music and and you know, more so in life, just, just growing wiser. And, you know, you have, I have kids now and an awesome wife and just, a. am just so blessed, man. And they're healthy and uh, I can't hardly talk about it. I just, I know how blessed I am in that regard. I don't, I don't have millions of dollars and I don't have all my dreams, you know, haven't come true yet, but man, I, I, even if they don't, I'm so blessed to have that. Everything you need. Absolutely. Yeah. And I keep that in perspective, you know, I'm going to go out in front of 80,000 people. It's like, yeah, it's a big deal. I'm not downplaying that, but not really, you know, it's not really the, what really matters is I got people who really love me no matter what happens. If I go out there and fall on my face or if I go out there and kill it, they're still going to love me just as much. Nothing's going to change. My boys, when I get home, they're still going to run up and yell daddy and hug me. It's, it's not going to matter, you know? Yeah. So I try to keep that in perspective and that helps me to kind of stay, stay grounded a little bit and level and not, not get out there. And yeah, because it's very, it's very easy when you walk out in front of that many people for everything to go into what I call fast forward. And that's where you, you, you stop being yourself and you go a hundred miles an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you, you don't get people, you don't pull people in that way as much. I feel like, so, well, you're very humble and, you know, I, I was going to ask you, I mean, your, your upbringing, I mean, you're a very humble person and, and I, I love interviewing people that are humble like that because it's uh, few and far between the people that had the kind of success that you've had to remain humble like that. And, uh, so, you know, have you always been, you've always been like that? I mean, is that, is that how you were raised to be humble like that? You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I think some, some of it is just the way I was raised for sure. I give a lot of credit to, to my dad. Uh, my mom, my grandparents. Um, I think a lot of it's just my experiences, and then I think I think most of it's just uh, just my faith, man. Um, God has been so good to me, and I think he he changed my life uh, when I was sixteen. I I gave my life to Jesus, and now I'll tell you, it, it was just just a different version of me. That's you know, I've made a lot of mistakes, I've stumbled a lot, I've I've sinned plenty, but. I always am am growing in that, I think. And that that's been the biggest reason is I, I always have the perspective because of him, because of the word of just the fact that it's easy to get caught up, drink your own Kool-Aid and think you're special. You know, uh, I'm no more special than anybody else. It's just a job. You know, I mean, I have a gift for this and other people have gifts for that. That's no different. That's no, I'm no, this is no better. You know, it's just a different thing. And, I think that it, you just have to keep that in perspective and realize that, um, you know, whatever your gift is, as long as you're doing your best with it, you know, that's, that's all that really matters. So. Yeah. Amen. That's so well said, Mitch. Uh, I'm so glad you said that. Uh, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask you not too long ago, you, uh, you were able to do what a lot of country artists don't get a chance to do. Uh, you got to perform at the grand old Opry. And so I know as a country artist, I mean, that's got to be the, the, the biggest thing that you could ever do in front of, I mean, you're in front of thousands of people at the arenas and the stadiums, but to stand on that stage at the Grand Old Opry, that's got to be a special thing for you. 
Yeah, you ain't lying, man. It was, uh, yeah, it was very emotional for sure. Um, you can feel the energy when you walk in that place. And, you know, I've said it a couple times in videos. You know, I've been, I've been in there. I've watched shows in there. I've been backstage a few times. I got to play uh, in the band with Garth one night, but I've never, I never stepped in the circle because I didn't feel like, um, I didn't feel right about that. I wanted to, I wanted to do it when it was, you know, my debut. And I didn't know that I would get that chance. I just thought I'm, I'm not going to step in there until I get my debut if I'm blessed to do that. And it was just all of that, all those times and all those years of having that opportunity and not doing it coming into that night. And then of course, I don't know if you saw, but Garth surprised me. I had no idea he was going to do that. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me really because that's just who he is. You know, yeah, he drove right. through Christmas traffic, <laughs> which is like the worst thing ever. Uh, <laughs> the worst place to be around Christmas is Brawley and like the Opry yeah. because it's like, 45 minutes to go a mile, you know, he braved, he braved all that just to come and introduce me, which was, I almost lost it. It took every ounce of strength I had because I knew if I did lose it, I would never get recover. You know, right, I, right. I'd probably sit out there and just sob and for, for eight minutes until my, my slot was up. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then they'd be like, all right, man, well, that was, yeah. uh, that was, that was a great eight minutes, but we need you to get off the stage now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. So yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty unbelievable night. No doubt about it. What what is your family, your wife and your kids? What do you what do they think of uh, of of your notoriety and and your fame? I mean, what what do they think of that? Because obviously, like I said, you're very humble and down to earth. I mean, does it, your family, I, I would imagine, is a great big part of keeping you that way, right? Oh, for sure, man. I mean, I, I you know I, I'm very flattered you you say that. I, I I don't really even see myself that way, and I'm not being I'm not trying to be humble or trying to be like oh all shucks or anything. I really just I don't I don't know. I've always had a hard time with that. I, I don't really see myself as being famous. I don't know that I ever will. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But um, I know some people are aware of me and are, I have some awesome fans. And, um, you know, it's always cool, though. And I think, you know, my boys aren't old enough to understand now. But, you know, if someone sees me out that knows me, they're like, oh, man, I'm a big fan. Can we get a picture and, you know, want autographs and all that? It's, it's, it's just very flattering and uh, that that I've I've moved them in, in a way that, that compels them to do that, you know. And I always – I always know that I will feel the same. I, I just, I really appreciate it. And um, I've also got a great mentor and um, great example in front of me with Garth. You know, he is just the most gracious person when it comes to his fans. And he, it's because he truly cares. I mean, if you truly, sincerely care, it makes it easy. You know, you just appreciate everybody's willingness to support you and, and desire to, to just want to shake your hand. You know, it's really, really cool, really humbling. Then your duet with uh, with Trisha Yearwood as well. I mean that that was an amazing song. That song was one that when we wrote it, I, I loved it immediately. Knew I wanted to cut it. And I never saw it as a duet or any sort of guest featured artist kind of thing. I just loved the song, so we cut it. And when I got the mix back, I you know I tell the story sometimes, but uh, when I got the mix back, I, I just like for some reason the harmony just stood out. And usually, the you know, harmony is not really a right. Kind of just, it's like seen, not heard, or I'm sorry, heard, not seen kind of right. kind of vibe. You know, it's like, oh, if you'd miss it if it wasn't there, but you're not going to go, oh, listen to that harmony, you know. But for some reason, the harmony part was just kind of like, had this, it had this rub in the best way, you know. Yeah. It just kind of stood out. And I was like, man, this would be maybe a cool song to have like a featured friend of mine, you know, that's a great singer to sing on. And, you know, the first name that comes to my mind is, Trisha Yearwood and right, I'm like for sure. <laughs> yeah and I'm like you know I have no business asking, asking Trisha Yearwood to sing on a song of mine 
so I, I hesitated for a, for a minute and then I uh, just happened to be hanging out with Garth, you know, within maybe a few days after I got that mix back and we were just catching up up at his, his house and uh, we, we went for a ride on the property and, and he loved the song and he, he was, he had heard the song before and he, he would be, he like was, you know, notorious for singing it during sound check and stuff. You know, he loved it that much. Right. And uh, so I knew he already knew what it was. And I said, Hey, I cut ran into you. And he goes, Oh, he goes, that's, that's such a good one. And I said, yeah. I said, um, do you think Trisha would sing harmony on it? He goes, he goes, yeah, I think she would. He goes, but I ain't asking her. You are. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, come on. You got to do the uh, work on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I got the courage up and sent her an email, and she was gracious enough to yeah. to, to come do it. She killed it. So. Oh, yeah, it really, it really helped make that song. It really did. I mean, the oh, song, song yeah. stands alone, but but when that that harmony comes out, it's it, it's amazing. My wife and I were listening to that the other night. We just had it cranked in the house, and we listened to it like three times in a row. We just absolutely love that song, and and uh, you know we were listening to all your music, and uh, you know she just kept let's, let's keep this on. I love his music. I just keep it on. So we were listening to every song. Uh, just going down the whole playlist and it's just, you know, just amazing work uh, that you do, Mitch. And, uh, you know, before we go, I always ask everybody this question. I'm going to ask you as well. Uh, but when it's all said and done, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want uh, people to think of uh, Mitch Rossell when they, when they think of your name? Um, you know, I, I obviously have my desires in terms of music. I hope that people remember me a lot for music and that their, my music became a part of their lives, like the fabric of their lives, not just not just something that was a trend or a fad, but really became something that they that got them through a breakup or got them through a, you know, got them through a, a death in the family, got them, you know, was part of a happy memory they had or whatever, you know, all these moments in life that that I'd be honored to be a part of musically. I hope for sure that that my music makes that kind of timeless impact where they let their kids hear it and they let their kids hear it. that's that's the hope there but i think ultimately my legacy i just want it to be that i'm i was a really good father a uh, good husband um and just a good man that tried to treat everybody with kindness and respect and um and and tried to um make everybody feel like they mattered you know i think that's that's the most important thing for me though the rest of it would be icing on the cake but i think that's the thing i I wake up and I'm really trying to get better at making sure I, I do better every day. So, well, that's amazing. Uh, great legacy. And, and, uh, just, you know, you're a really good guy, man. This is a really good guy. And just, like I said, just, I just, I just love talking to you tonight. And just the fact that you took, uh, you know, 30 minutes of time to, to talk to me on my show, I just really, I'm honored, man. Just, so just thank you. Um, and just, I know you have a tour that you're on currently right now. I mean, uh, so talk about that. I mean, you have a, you have a couple of dates coming up. Yeah, yeah, we we're excited about this year, man. We got we've got some uh, some markets that we're getting uh, back into. A lot of them are on the Garth tour, and I've been trying to get get back to these areas, you know. Um, so really excited to to be you know have some some uh, great weekends ahead this summer and get back to some of those places and, and get to get to see a lot of those people that have been messaging and asking about shows and. So that's uh, that's that's really good stuff, and I'm I'm looking forward to it for sure. So everybody, go on to the Metro Sales website. Just Google Mitch; you'll see every everything on there is, is videos, uh, his website, anything on social media. It's all on there just by just by googling Metro Cell. Uh, you know, Mitch. Again, just thank you for taking the time. Really appreciate it, and best of luck on the tour, and best of luck in your future because it's sky's the limit for you. 
Hey, man, I, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for making the time and uh, looking forward to the next one for sure.